0: Some weeks are good and some not so much. Some days are really great and I'm filled with excitement and other days and even hours. I'm just like, blah, you know, just like, oh my gosh, where am I going? What am I doing? I mean, everybody has these days. The emotions have been so absolutely intense. And today I'm talking with Lauren Wells. She's a fitness expert. And the intention for this conversation was for her to take me and walk me through what it meant for her for people to change their lives around health and fitness inspiring health and wellness to others and really reaping the reward of optimal health and what we started off talking about was depression that's how she came to where she is today and so the conversation goes really in that direction but it's so perfect because it really does talk about how the pivot happened for her and, you know, I ask her some really deep questions. I really combed through what she was thinking about, what she did when she was feeling depressed and how she, you know, it was a conscious choice for her to make different decisions about how she was showing up in the world and she had support. And so I'm grateful that you're here to listen because this has been a hell of a year, right? We are in it and the emotions are high and there's so many things that we are dealing with and the one thing that i absolutely love is how honest and authentic lauren is so before we get started please be sure to subscribe on this listening platform and rate and give me your feedback on whatever social media site you love and share the episode with other people so that they can get some aha moment, perhaps, or be inspired on some level. I'm so grateful that you're here. And let's get to the conversation with Lauren. Tell me a little bit more about how you moved into this place where you are in your life right now. Can you share with us how you transitioned the last few years for you have been a transition as far as I see from the outside looking in. So I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear from your perspective, what that looks like and what that felt like in the process.
1: Yeah. So it was a, a, like an evolution pretty much like layer by layer, just like building a house brick by brick. I would say like the shift is, and what people always say when they see me, they always say I'm going from the inside out and, always amazed about like the direction and things I've been going in and my business, all that, that started from a depression, to be honest, you know, things shook up for me where I thought what was told to me, go to school, get a good job, you know, you work in your field and I'm going to be happily ever after. And that, that wasn't the case for me. So it's funny because by the time me and you met was right at my shift, when everything started to evolve and seeds started being planted. And I started really stepping into what I came here on this earth to particularly do and really start turning myself inside out, because I didn't know myself from the inside out. And so, so uh, that's where I would say a lot of that started.
0: And so what can you recall what that depression felt like? Like, what it how did it show up for you?
1: It showed up actually having what I worked for. But me realizing it wasn't enough because I didn't believe in myself more than just what I got. And I'm like, I did all these works with the school, graduated with honors, and this is it? Like, is this it? And I was like, this is what my life is supposed to be like. And I knew I was very young. So I wasn't afraid to just jump out the window and try new things. But what that looked like was actually seeing what I asked for. And it wasn't enough. I would say it was disappointment because I was like, I didn't know who I was. Like As I created these things of what I thought was my identity, which actually ended up being what society told me to be, I felt lost. I felt incomplete, unaware, not tapped in, didn't know who I was. I would literally look in the mirror and cry because I'm like, what am I? What's the substance? What is this about? But those questions started to open up that evolution. I wouldn't say angry, but it was just so much of feeling lost and disappointment and just not complete.
0: You know, I can totally relate because I remember at one point going to the doctors and saying like, you know, I just feel off. Like it just doesn't feel, I don't feel connected. I don't feel Mm. grounded. And they were like, okay, we'll take some blood. (laughs) So I take some blood and they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, really? And so I can totally relate to that because I think that you, along with so many, you know, myself and so many people who are listening are feeling um, perhaps this sense of not quite, you know, some may term it as depression, melancholy, disconnected, frustrated, disappointed, and not really understands where they're coming from, what where those emotions are coming from and also how to work through them. And I was given a prescription of medication Mm -hmm. to feel quote unquote better because the doctors didn't have any answers. So I didn't take the medication at that time. I did take medication after because I was postpartum depression after my twins, but that was a whole nother story. That's something completely different. But I do remember that happening and I would say probably 10 or 15 years ago and trying to figure things out. And so how did you figure out what the key was? How did you figure that out?
1: Hmm, what the key was, as I started to tap in and realize these emotions and feelings that I felt was wrong, wasn't wrong. And I realized it was my, like my like who I am today calling into myself, like, you know, calling myself out my soul. God, whatever that people particularly believe in, for me, I felt like it was my higher self. When I started to connect and realize that these feelings that I was feeling didn't just sprout for no reason, you know, like why, when I actually started to ask why I felt the way I felt, what is it that I felt the way I felt, and started to even backtrack, where did that? come from because like you find yourself in this most people don't see themselves walking into depression they just end up there right right so i had to get real with myself to realize that i wasn't in a happy state so i think once i realized that i wasn't in a happy state that was like i had the key but once i realized that i had to take that key and go in the door to open up and go within myself That's when everything kind of opened up. And like I said, it was the door inside out. We think it's on the outside world trying to find these things, this man, this money, this career, when really those things is kind of discovering who you are, what do you like? What do you enjoy doing? What do you lose time with? Those were questions and things I started to really um, sit with myself with. And um, I started finding my passions, my desires, and what I thought I liked wasn't even it. So I would say that key was the first realizing that I wasn't in a happy state and being okay to say I'm not happy. And then realizing that my happiness wasn't on the outside, but it's in the inside. So like go on in and discover. I can't say if something or someone told me that. It just became a discovery because, again, what I thought was the happiness and all these things that I've created and shown on the outside didn't make me feel happy or good. So I was like, well, where is it? You know, I, I tried to go to the military. That didn't work out. I got in, but I got kicked out. And I'm like, okay, so what is this? Like, I'm right. everything I say I want to do, I do. I get. And I still don't feel complete. So what's the problem? And then something just kind of happened. Like, well, who was even thinking these thoughts? Oh, it's me. You know, how can I connect? What is that? Like, what does that sound? What does that sound to say I'm happy or sad? And just started to realize, like, I'm having this dialogue within myself. And just really was like, okay, well, let's do a self-discovery, uh, that own conversation within myself. So I know they always say a funny tale, like, um, you're not crazy until you answer yourself in a conversation. <laughs> right. That goes out the window because, like, that's where you start to find who you are, to be honest. Am I happy? No. Well, what makes you happy? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like- Yeah, you know, it's so funny you say that. It's so true. And the other
0: thing is, is that, you know, when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, this is so on point because I remember the first book that made me second guess the thoughts that I I was having because they weren't particularly great thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so I was second guessing and questioning the thoughts. And I thought I was going crazy, to be honest. And then I thought, hey, this book affirmed it, which is Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And I remember reading that book years and years ago, and thinking, I mean, there's like a chapter. I think it's like chapter three about yourself. And he really talks about this difference between your thoughts and who you actually are, which is your higher self, which is mm-hmm. what who is God is calling forth versus your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You know the great I am. He speaks about. But I think it's deeply seated from a spiritual perspective. And so important to read, even if it doesn't resonate with you at first, just read it, because it's such a powerful book to really go deeper about understanding that conversation that you just described. Mm -hmm. So you have this conversation with yourself. Well, first of all, you get comfortable about having a conversation with yourself.
1: (laughs) Because we're kind of told you're crazy. Right? Like I had to be okay with that, that I'm having this back and forth dialogue with myself.
0: Right. And so you have this conversation, you're asking yourself these tough questions, you're figuring out what the answers were and how did it come to be? Like what was the next step or the process of that transformation? Because it's really important for me to be able to understand Mm -hmm. how transformation works on a personal level, which hopefully other people would be able to hear and hear themselves in your story about uncovering that actual process. So if you wouldn't mind take a step by step about what what was the next step after the conversation, you started asking yourself the questions?
1: Yeah. So once I started asking myself the questions, and I started to get real with myself, and I started to identify with myself, because like I said, I didn't know who I was what I was right. So sometimes that was challenging to be able to answer that or know that. So I actually started interviewing the people most closest to me, to be honest. I can't remember verbatim, but I think I had about three to five questions, you know, more of like, if you could think three words about me, you know, what would you say about me? And I had to be real and okay to even ask that because I had to accept how that person viewed me, but not let it identify me neither. But the people who are closest to you can, you know, give you a reality of what you've been showing who you are, if you're in agreement, if you feel like you're in alignment with those things. So like my mom, my brother, people who was around me the most, how did they identify me? Then I was also able to see like, you know, family and then people who worked with me, like my mentors. Uh, Well, at that time I didn't have mentors, but like, you know, people in my circle, colleagues, people who I worked with, how did they view me? and started comparing the characters and the qualities, the pros and cons, you know, like, what would you say my strengths are? What would you say my weakness are? And really started to see what I agreed with on, what was a cont- the same, like some of them had similar uh, beliefs, what did I felt like I identified with. So I just more like tally, you know, like, got real with myself, got the courage enough to be able to ask and get that feedback from people because it's not always comfortable.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: And then also start seeing like, well, how people identify, what do I not quite agree with and why don't I agree with it? it? Is it something that I feel like I'm against? Like, you know, like it's a target, like, oh, they feel like I'm there, you know, or is it something that I have seen traits within myself? I had to get very real with myself.
0: Yeah,
1: I would would assume
0: Uh, that that would be really challenging it and was ask people <laughs> what they thought about you right and then and the, why they thought that you know like yeah. what behaviors did they see exemplified in you that would mm-hmm. cause them to how they looked at you you know yeah. and that assumption of you so to speak right because people and you
1: also have to take it with a grain of salt too because you know it doesn't matter what other people view you as it really depends on how you do but also i know i wanted to get into business i wanted to interact with people you get what I'm saying so it's like those thoughts and and information that they gave me definitely helped me to discover a little bit more about me especially when it came to strengths and weaknesses so it's like you take it with a grain of salt but you also evaluate it you know and just take it in pay attention what kind of emotions that you have are attached to it like some of them you know, especially like people who I felt like I grew up with who knew like the older me versus what I was evolving to be, seeing that difference and realizing what's the reality of where I stand on right now at that time, where I was also able to see where I grew from, Mm -hmm. you know, like if someone would say some of the traits was like stubborn, you know, and I'm like, I've evolved so much outside of that, especially the people who were more recent connected to me or worked with me on in a business world or, mm-hmm. you know, classmates, you know, those are people who kind of start to see the evolution of who you are and where you become and recognize that and respect that versus family hold on to like, the little Lauren, you mm-hmm. know, or the old ways or will we'll definitely remind you where you've grown from to right, where right, you want right. to go. Don't
0: don't so you it's forget to pay right. attention to that. And and so this difference, this, you know, between the person that you were, quote unquote, and the person that you were evolving to, did you find that in that transformation, that you missed out on relationships and friendships because of that?
1: No, I feel like I did a pretty good job with that balance somewhere. Somehow, I did have times where I just kind of couldn't be there. When i went through that phase i was very honest to the people closest to me like because everybody held this certain role you know for me and i was just like i'm not okay you know i probably didn't tell people at that time people didn't know that i went through this phase of things of depression but as i started to grow and come out of it and especially when i went to phases of interviewing people they're like you know what wow why are you doing this and this takes courage and i'm like well i really want to go to a self-discovery you know, and I wasn't happy of where I was. And I'm looking to I don't know where I'm looking to go. And I know that you played a big part in my life. So I would say I didn't lose or have like that area, I guess that journey, and even you asking me this, shown that I had the right people in my corner throughout this process. That's right. Now, there was some people, maybe, as I was growing and going to certain relationships, maybe we won't talk as much or hang out as much or things but for the most part the once I started to evolve like those people evolved too, or encouraged them to evolve as well so I didn't have that phase you know fortunately because some people do go through that phase where literally everything they identify with and knew just isn't the same from the people the people who they connect to but I think it was because I was also gentle throughout that process like it wasn't this big jump Now, I did find a time when, especially when you started learning about limiting beliefs, law of attraction, and all of that, and I started getting into business and network marketing, and then you start kind of going through phases like, this person's negative, or this person don't support me, I probably went through a little rocky phase right there, Mm -hmm. with certain people, but I had to not have expectations on people just because I chose to evolve or I'm going through my journey because it's a journey and I have to respect other people's journey. So being that I got okay with that early, I think my relationships remained in good states because of that. Because when I noticed and I went through that time of feeling like why aren't people evolving or what, you know, or whatever, that that did get a little shaky with certain people in my relationships but I had to respect everybody's journey as well as they had to respect mine.
0: That's a great point. You know, that level of respect that um, you speak about, because oftentimes, you know, people are resistant to change and transformation, because of how much their life is going to change. And it's, you know, you said a really key point there, which is this whole sense of gentleness. And sometimes we're so hard on ourselves, especially when you grow up with family members that are like, you should be doing this, and this and this. And then after you do that, This is what's gonna happen and we're gonna be so Mm -hmm. excited and everybody does the same thing. And we're going to, you know, be cheering you on, but this is what you're going to do. And if you don't do it, then mm, we're not going to like it too much, you know? And so, (laughs) you know, this is what families do, you know, there's just a certain level of expectation and it's actually a good thing, you know? So you have things that you move towards and their goals and they teach you about that early on. But if you should tend to deviate from that in any way, shape or form, then it becomes a little bit of a difference. So I like what you said about being gentle with yourself in the process and respecting not only yourself, but other people's views about how they perceive you or what it is that there's going on in their lives. Because not everybody's at the same point at the same time in the same going in the same direction. So that level yep. of respect is really key. So I appreciate that. And so tell me now you are a, you have your own company, you have your own business. You're mm-hmm. also a certified fitness trainer and a health coach or holistic wellness coach. So I want to know about that because I'd like to understand the connection between when you actually decided, because from what I hear, correct me if I'm wrong, you went ahead and you said, you started asking yourself the questions, but it wasn't like this aha moment, right? It was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is what I need to do. I need to kind of like, I mean, looking back on it, you're looking at the process, right? You're uncovering the process, looking back on it. But then as you look forward You're saying to yourself, all right, now, how did health and food and fitness come into play into this whole transformation? How did that fit in?
1: Okay, so uh, let's go back to that stage where everything shook up my world, depression, right? When I went through that phase in that time of feeling depressed and not happy, I didn't eat healthy. I was I definitely wasn't like working out or anything I started working out because of the whole military like when I was supposed to go to the Navy and I do remember when I was working out how good I felt but my diet wasn't there yet I didn't it didn't register in my head yet that you are what you eat but when I started to i have to think back because this goes this goes back 2011 2013 time so through 2012 into 13 is when I realized I was going through a diff- another bout. We have bouts of depression, it's not this one time depression's gonna come in your life, you figure it out and you're gone, you know? When I decided that I wanted to quit corporate and do my own thing and figure out like what I was and that's how you and i connected and I really started to believe in myself and like, oh, there's this whole world of like, you can create a career off of your passions. What is that? What does that do? And, and like I said, I went through that process again, but instead of more of myself trying to find myself, what was things I like to do as a career? If I can do anything I put my mind to, right? What is it? Because I was able to realize that when I literally was willing to sacrifice and give up my whole life for the military right? Thank and you. then that Thank didn't work you. out, right? I got injured, I get kicked out. So I went through different things, you know, finding certain things. And then I remember one of my mentors told me, find something that you love to do, that you'll do for free, but get paid for it. And I was just like, I don't know, I didn't even know my skills at that time. But I just had to keep, I just kept moving through life of what I best knew at that moment, not realizing when I did start going to the gym and started getting back to working out, because again, like I said, I went through a second bout of that depression and I was like, I don't feel good. And I remember a friend saying like, Hey, can you train me? Like, I saw you working out when you going to military. Can we like, you know, can you train me or something? I'm going through a rough time in my life. I'm like, me too. Let's do it together. I took it so serious. Like I had a book. I was like, really, my, I became this trainer without realizing it. And then the universe talks to you, right? Because my open question to the universe was, what would I like to do for free but get paid to do it? Here was I training a friend for free, not realizing getting paid to do it. So as I'm saying that, as I'm doing that, not realizing, but I'm going through that self-discovery of what is that going to look like for me, what career, what passion that is, I get a slip under my door from CUNY for a fitness training program. So when you put that out there, things come to you, whether it's people, messages, you know, all that. So long story short, I was like, you know what? I've been taking this serious with this friend. We've been working out. This is something that got me out of my mood a little bit. So I did start understanding. I started researching depression, exercising. And then I did see and know like what you eat plays a big tribute to how you feel and gut health. So that was like the first few seeds that started to plant. I didn't dive into it yet because I really didn't give up. I didn't want to give up the way I ate. <laughs> so as we all. Yeah, yeah, like it was just like, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me just, I started ticking little things off the, you know, like, let me give up milk. Let's see how that feels. You know, like, mm-hmm. let me start working out again. Let me see how that feels. Let me give up this. Let me see how that feels. And then it's as I'm studying to become a trainer and I'm living these particular lifestyles for myself, you know, because although I was working out, I was still just wasn't feeling the greatest. And I ended up getting diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases, because I started having all these problems and pains. And when I got diagnosed, and I was told I was supposed to take this medication forever, it changes you. Like you mentioned, you was prescribed something, I was prescribed that probably same medication for my low energy and moods back then too. And when I, I started paying attention to all these things, I'm like, wow, like, maybe this is, all of this connects from what I went through from a spiritual aspect and discovering myself and get myself out of depression to working out and starting to feel better and learning. I've always knew about the body. I was in nursing from high school. I went to a vocational high school and just paying attention to all my life paths, you know, like how they all played into each other and then using myself as my first client, you know, from the working out to like, okay, let's Let's really go into this, you are what you eat lifestyle, how that does. And I started doing detoxing and learning about gut health and all of that. And that literally helped me raise my vibration on all levels, mentally, physically, spiritually. And if I ever get off track, I know what to go back to. And that's what I share with my clients. I have clients who work with me. I'll teach that. And maybe I won't hear from them for years, you know, because they moved before we got all virtual, the way we are now. And I will have them come to me like, hey, I haven't talked to you for years, but everything you taught me helped me. Like I had a divorce, but I knew what to do to get back on. Once I got back on, you know, you got to get to that mindset. So I realized my own life experiences end up becoming my story and end up becoming my company and my empire, my message, Mm -hmm. you know, into the world and what it does. So I finally found what I like to do that I'll do for free and get paid to do it.
0: That's such an inspiring story, you know, because (laughs) oftentimes we're so afraid to go through it. You know, we're so afraid to go through the change or the transformation You know, rightfully so, because it's something that we're on, it's unknown to us, and we're not quite too sure who we are going to be on the other side of it. But if you, you, you just making that connection between little did you know that your trials and tribulations and all the things that you've had to go through in your life were actually what planted the seeds to build your empire. I mean that's that gives me chills just <laughs> saying. I know, right? You know, it's so great to hear that because we have to there there's a level of belief that we have to give ourselves credit for, you know, that we are bigger than whatever situation that we're going through and that in the process of the healing and the growth and the transformation and the change there are gifts that will be revealed and that are revealed to you to be able to move to your highest and greatest good. I mean, that is like this podcast in a nutshell, what you just said, you know, so I hear you, I hear you when you say that. And so you've built your empire and you have connected now what you love to do um, with, and you shared that with others. And so now you have another twist because when I saw your, IG and your socials with the holistic approach to this, because it's not particularly only about fitness and gut care. So gut health, let's say, but then there's another twist to that, which I want you to share because we talked about it briefly, but it really does add another level, a spiritual level to it Mm -hmm. and to the healing part of taking care of your body.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I guess everybody journey goes how it goes. I'm glad that I went through those phases. So I can kind of help navigate, you know, my clients or people who come within, you know, come to me for support in that way. Because I do feel like if I did focus on the gut health a lot faster, you know, before, because I know foods play a big factor into your DNA and messages that it tells to your body and your emotions and your moods, you know, like when I started really diving into that. So when I started really diving into that aspect, my spiritual gifts got stronger and more connected and more clear. And like, I just started to attract, you know what I mean? Because you start taking care of yourself from the inside out. So I feel like there, that whole mind, body, spirit runs in in parallel in a sense. You know, like they, it's not like you work on one and not the other. You find your groove, you know, like you pick one to start finding for you, like, for me, the first one was actually fitness. Well, no, the first one was more mindset, you know, like, discovery, career, who am I, what did that, then it went into fitness, and then it went into, like, health aspect. So yeah, like, everybody finds that way, and their stories and things connect in that particular way. But I, I love that now, spirit has worked through me to kind of help learn to tap within that, and start discovering and knowing You know, like when I work with my clients, like what is off balance? What parts of your chakras are off? You know, what are you feeling and projecting? Like really? And it's, it goes all in with just checking within. We need to turn ourselves inside out regardless. Right. So, you know, in the environment outside plays a big factor too. Like, you know, your environment, your people who's talking to you, you know, sometimes you may need to shift and change, but sometimes people can't always do that. So they have to become their, their own warrior within themselves.
0: I like that, that your own warrior within yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, because that is true, is nobody's going to go to war for you, except you. No,
1: and that's what I had to realize. (laughs) Nobody was not going to save me, but myself, people will support, people will help, people will guide, but no one is going to fight for yourself as hard as you do. Once you get to that point, because I didn't, it was people who probably maybe pushed a little more for me before, but you can lead me to the water, but you cannot drink it.
0: That's right. Absolutely. And so how can people adopt a a different perspective? How can they adopt a different approach to healing, particularly within when it comes to health and nutrition? What should be like if you can give once you know, what's the first step? I don't know where to go Um, from here. What should I do?
1: Well, what are the things that I really pay attention to and and this is part of my thirty day mind body healing program? I really, and I know it sounds cliche sometimes for some people, but I'm, I always tell people, if you want to shift within your life, you want to start making some changes, you want to work out more, you want to eat healthier, you want to become more impactful and powerful or whatever in your life, you got to detox. You have to remove and release everything that has been fueling your body, those times that we're depressed and we're eating, it's cookies and ice creams and, you know, all these particular things that doesn't actually play a good factor into the data that our body needs, you know, we have to start thinking that food is information. Mm -hmm. So once I kind of adapt and tell people that Mm -hmm. it starts changing the cognitive, you know, where you start looking at now, enjoy a cheap meal here and there, but how much bad information do we want to put into our system? You Mm -hmm. know, like I have my moments. I had had a milkshake last night and I enjoyed it and that was okay. You know, Um, because I go through series of detoxing throughout the year, you know, because we do live in this modern society where, you know, big, super plus sizes and, and sugars and all these amazing, goody, yummy foods are like preyed on us, you know? Right. So we're human. We do have those times. But I always say detox. And that means detoxing from all gates. What you listen to, what you speak upon, what you watch, even to what you put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So when I do my detox and programs and my 30-day mind-body healing journey, that's what we do. We, we focus on all those aspects. So I, I give them good resources and tools to so organic superfoods and herbs and things like that, that they can have access to that they don't have in second guess. Teach them a few things of the best things that they could do to start eating. And then start using like affirmations, meditations. I have a meditation coach that I work with and she implements those things to kind of start speaking that empowerment with ourselves, sitting still for a moment and believing because a lot of times people, we're used to just going, 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 right? Especially, we're from New York. Everything's fast. You're going, you know what I mean? And you don't have a moment to like sit still and even realize what's being told to you, the message that's coming to you, you know? Um, if that moment at that time when that slip slipped under my door, if I wasn't at a point or a moment of stillness at that time, I probably would have ripped it up because in my mind, I don't think I've ever seen that paper come under my door before ever. It could have, but I wasn't still prior, you know. Right. So I really focus on when people get ready and at a point when they really want to shift in their life, sit still and let's detox from The conversations that you have with yourself to others, you know, does that empower you? News, anything that doesn't make you feel good, you know, and start like having these shifts and it's not a drastic thing. It's just swaps, you know, and as I know what, you know, the body does from a cellular level and DNA, I'm taking care of that part with the detox, but I'm leading them to other areas where they can start doing that self-discovery and things with themselves.
0: That is wonderful. I love all of it. I'm like all (laughs) over it. I'm so excited. This is so great. And also, I think that the point that you made earlier about that food, you are your food is information. Mm -hmm. And so what we're putting into our bodies has to be really the intention is that you really pay attention to it. And you use it as good information. And we just had a conversation with my kids today. And they were like, so, cause their belly was hurting and Amalia, my daughter said, so my belly's hurting. That must mean I have a lot more bad bacteria in my belly than good bacteria. She's a smart girl. And I was like, well, I guess you do. I mean, I learned that at 27, right? And she's <laughs> six and she's talking about that. But you know, the point is, is that You know, we don't realize how much food influences us and exercise and Mm -hmm. how key exercise is like one of the most underrated antidepressants that there is out there is exercise and to be able to use that in a way that supports us to at least try to get back on track.
1: And maybe yeah. it's and a I different think people track. people need to identify what exercise is right for them. Right. And right. I, as a fitness trainer, I've let that known. Like, because yes, I came from a box gym and working out and using these equipments. But exercise doesn't mean you have to go to the gym. Exercise could be a walk, it could be dancing. You know, that's why I do like, I have a class called Curl Sweat that's a lot about dancing and like finding little ways that we do workouts within. So people are having so much fun, but didn't realize they were like working up a whole sweat, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love those. Those you are have the best. to find these things of how it works for you. It doesn't have to be what you see the media tells you of what exercising fully is. Absolutely. You got to work yourself to that point. It doesn't mean, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start doing heavy squats and lunges and all that. That doesn't always work for you, especially if you were sedentary for years.
0: Right. And and also, you know, the exercise is really key for me, I'm just talking personally, other people have different perspectives on it. But for me, exercise is not about achievement anymore. It used to be. No. And now yeah. it's just it's really not about achievement. It's just like, I just want to move, you know, mm-hmm. so if I get to do that dancing with my kids or going to dance, you know, and doing traditional salsa dancing, or, you know, I love to salsa dance. So, you know, that for me is exercise, obviously, with what's going on now, it's challenging. So I do it at home. But, you know, the point is, is that, you know, the movement piece of it, you know, maybe we should change out the word between, you know, exercise has so much connotation, you know,
1: it does. negative connotations. Like yeah, I say like activity,
0: activity or movement, because yeah. it tends to set people up. And you think of exercise, and you think about hitting a goal, and you don't hit the goal, then you know, there's a whole nother bag of tricks with that, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, ugh, you, you get so frustrated with it. So yeah, well, I'm so excited that you came on. I'm so grateful. Yes, thank, thank you, for you for having so me much. Here. Absolutely. What I really loved about what Lauren said is that if you really want to detox, sit still. And it's not only a detoxification of your body, it's also of your mind and the conversations that you're having with other people and the conversations that you're having with yourself. There were so many dots connected in this conversation. Lauren is grounded, centered, and that's what you want in a fitness coach. You want someone who can relate to your life experiences. So find Lauren's information in the show notes. So thank you so much, Lauren, for your time. It was so great speaking with you. As always, if you can go to your favorite listening platform, the one that you're on now, and rate and review and subscribe to the Gift to Shift podcast. You can also check me out at gifttoshift.com. And I appreciate your feedback. I'm so looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to hearing from you all and we'll talk next week.